Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? Inside the Electric Factory for the next two hours. Wesley Euler with you here. Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes as he takes off to the West Coast. That's, that's a nice game oh, yeah. he's got going on there, Matt. That would be a fun road trip, too. Yeah. I mean, I, we had uh, Mike, or Merrill Hodges on my Pursuit Show last night, yes. and he's already there loving it. Oh. He's, he's hunting some sort of desert pigs really? of some sort and <laughs> kicking out in the sun and... Meanwhile, you know, Dale and I do our show, and he's like, yeah, I'm going out kind of late and probably just get a beer and then go to bed right. and then wake up, go to the stadium. It right. doesn't even matter, like, where he's at. Right, right. I'm like, man, that's a good one. You should take advantage of that guy. Oh, they got a bunch of stuff going on out there. Yeah, there is. Moats is doing some party thing at uh, McFadden's out there tonight. Maybe that's what Hodge is doing, too. They've got all that stuff. Some, yeah, okay. Well, they've got the Steelers stuff with Hodge and with the DV morning show tomorrow, oh, okay. tomorrow at Harold's, which is the huge... Steeler bar out there. Okay. You're more on top of it than I am. It just forget all that though, Matt. To it's go just from warm and to, nice to and to right, go from right. Pittsburgh to Phoenix. There's pools there <laughs> that the are open and right. December, yeah, you yeah. go do a cannonball in the deep end with a margarita, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Along those lines, I just want to throw this out there too, because Hodge is making his you know, a, a road start. Dale made this point the other day and I hadn't thought about it. The the three road games that Duck has played are in L.A. against the Chargers, Cincy, Arizona. Like, they're as close to home games not as you exactly, can get. <laughs> yeah, not exactly hostile No, that's not in New England week one while they're raising the banners or in Baltimore. So a good way to get acclimated to the road, I think, in the NFL level. Yeah, certainly. And, I mean, man, you, you mentioned the Cardinals game there, too. Or, sorry, the, the Chargers game there, too. I would expect it might even be, I mean, you talk about not exactly true road games. It might even be the opposite. I, mean, oh, I think it'll be loud when Kyler's taking snaps. Correct. I mean, I really do. Correct. Yep. And they'll be. It, it won't be overly rambunctious when Duck's taking snaps. No, it's going to be close to a home game. I think. And right. say you know, say Duck puts together a couple series where the Steelers are going three and out, where they have nothing going for mm-hmm. them. I don't think there'd be some of that. You know home, that tension, the home angst. You right, mean? the yeah. angst. Yes, that's, <laughs> right, that's right. a good way to put it. That's like a good there was way to a, put I, it. I wasn't in the stadium, but I bet there was a little of that when it was ten nothing. Against the Brownies on Sunday. Oh, 100%. Right. I wasn't there either. I'm, I'm obviously here in the studio working the broadcast. Yeah. But I mean, I was sitting in my lazy boy thinking, Steelers might get blown out. You yeah. Know, it's, nothing's going well. They're well, not I mean, at 10 nothing, the they had run eight offensive plays at that point, I think. They had two yards in the first quarter. I know <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so good. It's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you can count the yards on one hand, that's, that's not great. Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes today. You already know the drill. You want to get involved with the show, you can tweet us at Wesley Euler at Williamson NFL. Matt, going out to the West Coast to play the Cardinals, to play a team that you only see every four years, mm-hmm. it always presents its own challenge. You know, when you, when sure. you, the NFC division that you're playing, when you get the Cardinals and the Rams and the Seahawks yeah. and the, these, I mean, forget how good that division is. In the Any of the place. NFC games, let alone the West Coast, because it's right. farther. But right. You only see them once a year, or once every four every years. Every four years. Right, right. And you go there only once every eight. Every you know? eight. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, just in general, unique challenges that come with that every time. Absolutely. 
I think even more so, this is a unique Cardinals team, particularly on the offensive side of the football. Very much uh, so. With Kyler Murray, with Cliff Kingsbury. How... Let's just start with the challenge that, that that presents for the Steelers in kind of a almost like a one-off offense. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of the beauties of what the Ravens are doing, and we can compare those two running quarterbacks a minute, but one of the beauties in the NFL are if you are an outlier on either side of the ball, I'm sure people that watch baseball and basketball and hockey think, boy, these football teams have such a long time to prepare. They really don't. I mean, to prepare for an offense or defense that you rarely see that is an extreme outlier is a huge advantage for that team that runs it. And I think the Cardinals have some of that in that they want to spread the field horizontally. They want to play really, really fast. We know the, the Big 12 Texas Tech air raid is their goal. The problem is... It's not translating super great to the league. You know, like I mentioned, we had Merrill on, and he got really – he took it personally. He's like, this is an insult to NFL football, <laughs> more or less. And what he means by that is – And I'd imagine he's not the only old-school guy who shares that mentality. Right, but his points are he doesn't think it's working because of the scheme, because all the all the routes are within, like, three, four yards. There's yes. no stretching the field. No. And – I think Kyler wants to stretch the field, but the route combinations don't allow it. And maybe some of the the talent that they have available there on the, the offensive side of the football. Protect. The protection they don't is so protect. Bad too. Yeah, right. right. So, they don't necessarily have the receivers that can go downfield and get right. it, and they don't have the protection to let Kyler Murray stand in the pocket for two, three seconds to let those guys get downfield. Exactly. So it all goes hand in hand. So I'm not saying like Kingsbury's offense can't work, but it's it's very much a work in progress now from. A schematic standpoint, which they do play differently than anybody else, but the protection doesn't allow them to go downfield. Right. Will the, I mean, it's an incomplete grade, is I guess where I'm going with this. And Murray's the most sacked quarterback in the league. 42? Something like that. Yeah, I over 40. I don't think it's that close either. The next either. Close, I mean, I think he's been sacked maybe 10 more times than the yeah. next closest guy. And, and I keep thinking when I see that, if they would have kept Josh Rosen, Rosen and drafted Bosa, it might be 60. You know what I mean? Like he gets yeah. away from because at least Kyler is his mobile right, back right. there. Yeah, so it's not a horrific offense, and it might work. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as challenging as say the Ravens. Yeah, you know, schematically. Yeah, and I want to get to that because I think it's a good crash course, at least for the Steelers here, because over the next few weeks they're going to see a lot of these mobile quarterbacks, mm-hmm. starting with Kyler Murray and then Josh Allen, and then you got a week off, but then you, against the Jets and Sam Darnold, but then you got right, Lamar. depending on how it shakes out, Lamar. Um, but in a minute we'll get there. Sure, sure. Uh, the Cardinals, they have had success at times on offense this season. Uh, yes, they're in the middle of a five-game losing streak right now. But at one point, they were three-three and one. They played the Niners very tight twice. Yeah, this past week was really bad. But other yeah. than that, the season's been a success. When they you pick first overall, I mean, like I think they're probably happy with the coach. I know they're happy with the quarterback. Like yeah. it's just they're just building from nothing, right? You know, and they don't a, even they don't even have a full-time GM now. No, <laughs> right, right. It's a lot going on out there in and Arizona. They have some old dudes too. It's not they like do. the Dolphins where it's all young guys right. growing together. Right. Too. Like it's going to take a while. Yeah. They've got some good things going for them, but like you said, certainly still a, a lot of things in the works. They've been able to have some success operating in space against some of the defenses they've seen this mm-hmm. season. 
but it feels like Matt, and I know you're much more of a film junkie than me, and you know the NFL, the the broad scope, the wide picture of the NFL much better. Much your depth of knowledge there is much deeper than mine. But when I watched on Wednesday night, I watched that Cardinals Rams game. I feel like everything that the Cardinals could potentially do well on offense on mm-hmm. Sunday. The Steelers are well equipped to defend. If that makes sense, like everything they could do well, the Steelers have the athletes at every level, at every position to counter what Arizona will try and do. Yeah, I have a hard time thinking if I'm Kingsbury, what's my plan? You know, what I mean, if you if you put their hat on and you look at it through their eyes, what's what our bread I, and butter for yeah, this game? Well, if I keep doing this, eventually the dam will break. Or um, if I pick on this guy. And that's twofold because I think you're 100% right that this scheme, this situation doesn't set up well for what Arizona does. I don't think it, it also correlates with, I very much believe the Steelers' defense held Lamar intact more than, better than any defense in the league this 100%. Year. I mean, that's noteworthy. But I also think even if it's the Chiefs or Dallas or pick your favorite offense in the league, there's not a weak spot to the Steelers' defense. No. And that's what's so di- – I mean – People, I think you. A lot of the listeners listen and go, "Boy, this Steeler defense is really good. They're making. They're so much more playmakers. They take mm-hmm. the ball away." But as importantly, there's there's way fewer holes. Yes. You know, there's no sense of ball I'm going to pick on, or with all respect to him, or or we can or, we, know, we right. can take Edmonds and Sean Davis. We can take the top off with those two. Right, right, right. We'll test those guys deep. You know, like I don't know where any offense feels super comfortable attacking this defense. Yeah, that's that's a great point great, by you, yeah. uh, particularly one that again has a rookie quarterback, has a patchwork offensive line, right? Has a a carousel. What have you made of the running back situation? Obviously, some names, some talent there: right. Kenyon Drake, David Johnson. But they've been kind of all over the place I mean, this year. It is. I mean, like I'm guilty of this because, like in my main fantasy league, I took David Johnson with my first round pick and thought he was going to catch 100 passes in this offense, and they'd always be losing, and he'd play as much wide receiver as running back. And boy, was he used wrong last year in uh, real, the worst offense in the league. By the way, last yes. year. I mean, so they're coming oh, from 100%. the rock bottom worst offense <laughs> yes, in the league, yes. and now they're just bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I question he might be done. I mean, he's had some injuries. He's looked really, really sluggish. Again, we talked to Merrill Hodge last night, and I asked him that same question. I'm like, I can't get a grip on David Johnson. Two years ago, I thought he was arguably the best running back. Was in like fo- he, was there with, he was there with Lev and Zeke. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, all-around receivers. And trading for Drake, doesn't. it wasn't exactly a, a huge boost of confidence because Drake's contract's up, up after the year. Sure. And he's been their best guy. Um, I think that it's this is a bigger picture because they started out with tons of four-receiver sets and no tight ends, and I think that's what Kingsbury wants and an athletic, you know, pass-catching running back. But I think they're to the point now where they're just like, I don't care what position you play, give me somebody that can make plays on offense, and we'll we'll just put five athletes on the field the best <laughs> we can and make it work because yeah. we don't have enough. Yeah. So healthy, I think Drake would be their running back. Johnson would be on the field with them a lot of the time, hmm. often split out wide. And I keep thinking – He's going to look healthy, and he's going to come back and bounce back and be a dangerous player. At some point. And it might be this week. It might be never. I, I don't have a grasp on him, and it's making me crazy. Yeah, me too. Because like I said, two years ago, I thought he was right there with Levin Zeke. Mm-hmm. He's certainly – and Moats talked about this a little bit yesterday, saying that it just – there was more stability 
around him when it was, what, 2017 when he had that really big year? It's actually 2016. 2016, that's right. 17 he missed with an injury. With an injury. So that's what makes me think. It's been three years since a a great, great year. Right. That could mean you're done. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how long it takes. Maybe it was a a flash in a pan in 2016. He was great. He was leading up to that. And he He was was a great player. That's true. And then he missed a year with injury. And then last year they ran him in the back of guards over and over and over and made me crazy too. Now their offense is really bad. Now it's really bad. Especially that line, one of the worst in the NFL. And Merrill really had a problem with (laughs) the schematics of their running game too. Okay. Like he just thinks that's not an NFL running game. They Hmm. don't do – you know that it's you're just kind of setting picks out there. You know, like it, it's I forget exactly how he described it, but one of his biggest problems with the Kingsbury offense was their style of running the football, and he doesn't think that that's going to translate to the NFL. And I can see I can where he's coming see, yeah. from. Yeah, it's almost like when you have like when Rich Rodriguez went to Michigan. Yeah. Right? When you've got a Big Ten. Let's talk about that. That's a great conversation. When you've got a Big Ten power eye. You right. know, I forget the running back that they had there that was a, a beast that never fumbled, that would There's always talk trash them, on. Okay. Yeah, that would yeah. always tr- talk trash on Michigan State. I'm sure if we had Mike Pursuta in here, he'd remember, <laughs> he'd, remember. he'd remember in a heartbeat. But they go from that power eye, Big Ten traditional style to, to try and bring in Rich Rodriguez, who was spreading everything out with mm-hmm. Pat White and Steve Slayton and Noel Devine and all, and all these guys. Right. It, that's. Kind of similar a little bit, and maybe not that drastic, yeah. but it's the similar type of thing that the Cardinals are trying to do right now. Yeah, kind of, because that's a, that's a like great that conversation. I huh? do, and I love your WV, WVU roots on that, too, <laughs> because I was at Pitt against Rich Rodriguez. Right. And in reality, Pitt and WVU are on the same level in terms of recruiting. Sure. And yeah. what Rodriguez Mike did, Hart was the running back, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. I watched him in high school. He was really good in high school. Um, so in terms of recruiting, Pitt and WVU – couldn't beat Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, sure. you know, over and over. You're not going to go after the same guy that Alabama's going after. No, and if, right. And if you get, do, him to, you come in second, get him to come to Morgantown. Nothing's worse <laughs> going second. Yeah. And so I thought Rodriguez was genius because that whole scheme devised from we can't get linemen. We can't blow you off the ball. We can't get the Wisconsin and Ohio and no, Texas kids. Right. Yeah. We, the 300-pounders, they go. There's not as many of them Alan in the world. Alan Fanica wasn't <laughs> right. going to Morgantown. No, right, right. <laughs> Steve Hutchinson, you know, is going to Michigan. So – he devised a system where you can kind of mask the line play, which was genius, and spread everything out. And those wide hash marks help at the college level. But then he goes to Michigan, where I can get five yards running behind, fan, you know, behind Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. I don't need behind to the Taylor Lewans of the world right, that are at Michigan. Right. So uh, he didn't need to be smoking mirrors. He got cute when he didn't have to. Is right. the way I took it, you know. And I'm not saying that's what's happening in Arizona, but it is a good comparison because. At the college level, even if you're Texas Tech or WVU, you have somebody that's way more athletic than the guy guarding you, and, and the hash marks are wider. It's easier to spread the field. There's no you can get Tavon Austin the ball. Yeah, right. I mean, everyone's like, well, we'll just get him in space. We'll just get Dre you Archer get Deon, in space. You can get Dion yeah. Lewis in space. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, Steelers draft Dre Archer. We'll just get him in space. Don't get him in space. He gets destroyed. Not There's no the National space. Football League. There's right. no space. Yeah, it's not the it's not the Big East. It's <laughs> no, not the Big Twelve right, or the right, ACC. Right. He runs a four two, but there's eleven guys that run a four four. You know, like the better <laughs> angles on you know. So that's kind of what he's doing, and in a way, he can, he hasn't been able to recruit like his, like the Steelers, you know, because he has no foundation. Sure, he, you know, sure. maybe four years from now when he has two first round linemen and you know AQ Shipley's gone and the guys, you know, the dudes that they're filling in with, maybe it'll look a lot different. But right now, I think he's trying to mask a lack of talent with mm-hmm. scheme 
and frankly, people are catching up too. You know, at the, at the beginning of the year, people had a, there was more of a book on, less of a book on them then too. And there's less hate. It's one thing to do that at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. That was helpful too. And then another thing to try and do that in, right. in potentially the toughest division in football. Right. Four West Welkers on the field. Yes. And somebody's going to come open quick. You yes. You know, like, eh, well, that doesn't happen here. No. <laughs> you no. don't have athletic advantages like that. Not in the National Football League. <laughs> no. Especially when you're athletically disadvantaged like the Cardinals are now. Yes. You, know, you take over the worst team. It's all, it is like the definition of trying to fit the, the round peg into a, a square peg into a round hole, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, he's trying. I mean, and it might work. But Eventually it could work. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to get some, some personnel in and out of there, right. though. But they don't throw the ball on the field. I mean, everything's no. everything's horizontal. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think they can nickel and dime the Steelers to death like Button that. Button hook and yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Crossers and, you know. Mm-hmm. No, they would have been very good at the, uh, the the whole backyard football. I mean, it's almost like, hey, you you know, run up there to the street sign and go right, and we'll hit, yeah, you, right, hit right. you on a seven yard out. I mean, <laughs> and, and at the college level, you come to the line of scrimmage and you're like, this route combination, this dude's going to come free because that corner stinks, and not here. You yeah, know? yeah. So <laughs> it, it's a problem. But Kyler's really good. He is. I mean, he's the, he's the wild card. And let's talk about him a little bit more when we come back because the Steelers are going to see a lot of those mobile-type quarterbacks, those outside-of-the-pocket quarterbacks in the next couple weeks. Let's talk about how they will defend Kyler and how that could be a good crash course for the rest of the season. Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes as he is off to sunny Arizona. Lucky man. That son of a gun. But we're having <laughs> some fun here inside the Electric Factory. You want to tweet us, at Williamson NFL at Wesley Euler. You know we'll answer your questions as always, when we roll along. Inside the Electric Factory, it's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on SNR, Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes, and he's officially part of the crew here now as our Photoshop Friday buddy David on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, <laughs> at Williamson NFL. Welcome to the party, pal. And it says Matt shuffles into the electric factory, and it's you doing a little shuffle. Oh, look at that. Across the, I don't know. What's I that lost from? a little weight. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> I'm looking you look lean good. and mean. What, what, is this from Home Alone? Is, no, I don't know what movie that's from. I don't either. David, tweet us back, too, and tell us what movie that's Coach from. Yourself. But that's hilarious. Good uh, stuff. David has included... Uh, he does the, a lot of these photoshops with Moats and I, but he's brought Kellen into the fold. He's brought <laughs> he's brought Brian Backo, our buddy from the Post Gazette, yeah. into the fold. Now Matt's into the fold nice. as well too. I love it. Uh, get your questions in as always. Our That's last cool. last segment of the show, and we'll we'll do some moving around here because we do have some some pick them some uh, some get that yeah, paper I don't talk screw up in your the guys usual format. in the final segment. But we will take Twitter questions at some point here. So get them in Williamson NFL at Wesley Euler. Uh, but I wanted to stick with that. Uh, we started to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray there at the end of last yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, 
He's what now? Twelve games into his rookie year, mm-hmm. uh, I think fourteen touchdown passes and six interceptions. I don't know off the top of my head, but he's really like valued the football well. He's not turn, not fumbling or throwing interceptions. What have you kind of your evaluation of him? You know, as we hit the what the three quarters mark of the NFL season. One of the negatives is they don't throw the ball down the field, but I blame scheme more than I blame him because sure. if you go back to Oklahoma, I mean. That's he was a, throwing the ball no, down the field a lot. Right. Him, and, him and Hollywood Brown, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. so. I bet he's a little frustrated with aspect, that aspect of it. But they're again, they're step one of a ten-step program, right. you know. Like this is baby steps. Um, and he's often under a lot of he's under a lot, a lot of pressure, pass rush pressure. I love him. I mean, I think he's going to be a star. He's short. He's very short, and that's always a problem. And Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and Baker Mayfield don't see everything either. You know, like short quarterbacks, it doesn't. And we're not like out of the woods in short short quarterback evaluation right. world. It's not the '90s anymore. No, but, but it's also not. They still have their limitations. Yeah, they don't see it as well. Um, but he moves so well, and he sets himself up to find throwing lanes and to buy time, obviously, and of course as a runner. That that sure helps. And his baseball background is obvious. You know, like a Mahomes. Throwing with his feet, not set, yeah. you know, like shortstops, you know, the things, those type of things, sidearm throws, you know, that helps with the different arm Off angles. Off one foot. Too. Right. So I think that baseball background is huge. And along those lines, I think you have to realize, was it a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, where he was a top 10 pick of the A's? Yes. So up until that point, his number one concentration was baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, he's only been it's concentrating true. on football it's for true. like a year and a half now yeah. when he made that decision. Yeah. Like, I'm going to the draft. Right. He thought he was Baker all that time, too. Yeah. He wrote wrote them a check for $8 million back or whatever and decided, I'm going to go try this football thing. So, obviously, he'd been playing, but he was not a full-time football player. That's a lot of money, a lot of money to, a give, lot to give money back. When you're 19 or whatever. Must have really liked football. Yeah, it looks like the right decision. <laughs> um, when you compare The obvious comparison, because Stan just asked me this, too, is like, how's he compared to Lamar? And how I, as a runner, as an athlete, he's second in the league. And Lamar's I mean, Lamar's a clear cut. Yes. Yes. Like, they're not the same. It's not just a little shorter version. Lamar's very, very special. And Kyler, if Lamar didn't exist, would say he's the most best running quarterback in the league. He's super Even athletic. more so than Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Allen's more of a long strider harder to bring down physical dude where Kyler Murray's just like, you know, like <laughs> short little strides and gone, gets a corner on you. And even with a bad hamstring last week, he had a nice run for a touchdown to just around the corner, yeah, yeah. changes direction well. But, like, he doesn't beat Lamar in a race. He's not as good stop-start as Lamar. But everybody else he beats. Um, I think he's a great passer, though. I, think I do, too. Yeah, I think he's got a good arm, a good quick release, and he can – um, change those arm angles, like we said, and he's very accurate and throws with great touch at all levels. They just don't let him throw the intermediate deep stuff enough. Uh, it is when you mention really kind of how new his body of work is in football. When he's you been can't so, overlook that. A, a year ago, when he was the became the starter at Oklahoma, he was Lincoln Riley said that there was a there was a quarterback like it was an open quarterback competition. Baker during just Oklahoma. left. Baker right, just yeah, left. right, right. So it wasn't even like Kyler slotted in there is no, like the next Messiah. Like, boy, this I poor mean, guy tra- stuck behind Baker Mayfield. He, right, right. He, he was down the pecking order at Texas A and M and transferred mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets all these transfers. It's a bunch of bullcrap, Matt. How I about mean, that? Baker Mayfield starts at Texas Tech. 
walk Ky- on, right? Yeah, Kyler right. Murray starts at Texas A&M. Yeah. Jalen Hurts starts at Alabama. Bama. Like, can, can all stop you, by and win the Heisman and be the first pick overall, and, and beat West Virginia. Like, all there you go. All right, you, right. Why did they go to WVU? All, all you right. schools. Why can't you just hold on to your quarterbacks so that they don't go to Oklahoma and hang fifty nine points and on the, the Mountaineers overall and be the first and overall pick? Heisman, right. Yeah. And hurt to be a second or third round and or whatever. Go eleven and one every year like Oklahoma does. Right. And now they'll do it to everybody. Like Hurd's leaving. Who's next? Who's next? Right. Right. Step right up. Right. There's a disgruntled quarterback somewhere out there that's got Lincoln Riley's phone number. But you're right. Like a year and a half ago, we didn't know if he was Oklahoma's starter. Yes. You know, it wasn't like this poor guy's a superstar stuck behind Baker. I mean, I think he was a five-star recruit. I mean, I think yes. people knew he I was. I mean, he went to Texas A&M originally. Yeah, right, right, right. But like it he wasn't was in like, Tulsa. Yeah, right. And it wasn't like, boy, he's been a starter for three years and he's a stud. It's our one year. I mean, he's got a lot of ability. With that in mind, you think he still has a lot of juice to squeeze in terms of his potential? Like, Oh, yeah. I forget who said this take. It was a national person. It was either, you know, it was like a Colin Cowherd or a, a Mike Golick. One of those guys mm-hmm. said that... When they look at Josh Allen, they think he's still got a lot of juice to squeeze. He's still got a high. Mm-hmm. He's still got potential. He's still got miles to go. Even but, like Trubisky last night got a lot yeah, better the last yeah. month. You know? Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Sam Darnold. Kyler Murray. But he said that he—maybe it was Colin Cowherd. It doesn't matter. Said that there's a, he thinks there's a real difference because Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray was only with Lincoln Riley for a year. Okay. Whereas Baker Mayfield was in that system for a long time and saying that— he thinks Lincoln Riley got the best out of Baker already, whereas Maybe. a lot of these other guys have so much more. That you know, the, the yeah, Kyler who was only saying. a starter for one year, Josh Allen who came from Wyoming. You know that they still have. Do, do you look at Kyler as a guy who still has a lot of vertical mobility? Do you like him more than, than Baker Mayfield and some of these other big yes, pedigree guys? That I come absolutely. Out? I mean, as I always say, it, it it takes a village to raise a quarterback, and if he's <laughs> in like a bad that. village right now, like that's that. a problem. I'm not sure he's in a good village or a bad village. You know, like. When the Bengals draft someone, it's probably going to be a bad village. The Jets. You know, the Haskins is in a bad village. You know, yeah. like. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, so I'm not sure what his village is like, but I do think his ceiling is extremely high. And you didn't ask me about Baker, but you brought him up. Like, when the Browns were really struggling week six, but, you know, there was a long stretch mm-hmm. there. I said, you know, Baker doesn't have unlimited. He's not a phenomenon. What's his trump card? You know, like yes. when things go wrong, Josh Allen last year. Josh Allen was like a wild stallion last year. Like when I went in doubt, he just run for a 70-yarder <laughs> and run over a linebacker, yeah. you know, or yeah. chuck it 80 yards downfield. And, and that's why you see early in the season still this year before they trying to rein him in, he's getting yeah. concussions against the Patriots because yeah, he's right, out there right. in the open field putting just, his head down. mowing people down, you know, like he's at Wyoming. Where Baker, his calling card is kind of – Accuracy, timing, coolness, like that doesn't help you when no one blocks for you. You know, like Kyler at least has some calling cards, has some those other dudes besides Baker have more special traits, have more trump cards. And early in their careers you can get by with that while you learn the real things. Is Lamar or Lamar, sorry, is Kyler and they have already seen Lamar. But is what they're going to see from Kyler a good kind of crash course for these next couple weeks when you have Josh Allen and you could be seeing Lamar Jackson again, depending on the Ravens' status and the Steelers' status at that point and everything? Probably from a speed perspective. From a speed perspective, yeah. But schemes are so different, and supporting cast is so much worse. You know, like, Kyler almost has to beat you by himself. Right. You know, where the other guys don't. Josh Allen's got a nice run game to lean on. Right, and the Ravens have a phenomenal scheme. Oh. Arizona has a and terrible scheme. Talent all over talent the all offense. Talent all over the place. And right, and... 
it's clear that Lamar. Well, I was about to say it's clear that Lamar and Allen have an, a year in the league over Kyler. Yes, I'm not sure that's true, but it's clear that the systems they're in are a year more mature. You know, the whole bo- the village yes. is a year yes. older than Kyler's. Kyler's is you know they don't they're just putting up walls. <laughs> you know, they don't even have roofs <laughs> on their heads yet. Yet on the village, the village <laughs> is just trying to set their perimeter and mark yeah, their territory. Right, right. <laughs> the at at is coming at it from a Mandalorian. Right? <laughs> And they're harvesting blue shrimp. One thing, and you mentioned this earlier in the segment, I want to go to break here, but when we come back, uh, one thing that Lamar, or, I keep, keep doing this, one right. thing that Kyler has done very well is ball security. And that, Cardinal, yeah. that Cardinals offense in general has yes. been very good at holding on to the ball, not turning the ball over. We know the Steelers' defense thrives, and this team's success right now dependent upon the Steelers' ability to create splash, to take mm-hmm. the ball away. Uh, a little clash of ideologies there. How does that play out on Sunday? We'll talk about that when we return. And who's the one Arizona Cardinal that you would put on the Pittsburgh oh. Steelers? I had this conversation with Moats earlier. Williamson liked it, and he I wants did. to get I, in on the talk. I, Dale and I might steal it every week. <laughs> you you want to get in on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL, at Wesley Euler. We will get to your questions here as well as we wrap up Hour 1 inside the Electric Factory. Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on the day before, the day before Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes. Matt, yeah, the Cardinals, they don't do much well on offense. <laughs> we, no, but they got some guys, and it's at least going the right direction. It is. Right. It is. And they've looked, they're in the midst of a five-game losing streak right now, but they have had high points at this yes, season and yes. certainly could have some more here in the last four games. Uh, through about the first 40 minutes of the show, we've spent a lot of time talking about the, the Cardinals versus the Steelers and some of those matchups. But maybe we buried the lead a little bit because I think the biggest thing that will determine the outcome of the game, and speaking of which, in about 20 minutes here, we pre-recorded a little five-star Friday with Arthur Motes. Ah, so good. We, we'll still sure have our that. five-star Friday for our uh, for our loyal listeners. Um, it, the Steelers' strength on defense, their ability to take the ball away, all mm-hmm. that splash that they've created – and then you look at the Cardinals, who Kyler Murray's only thrown six interceptions on the year. They've only lost three fumbles, just nine turnovers in 12 games for that offense. Pretty good, yeah. It's a, it's a strength on strength for, for each of the units that I think could be one of the biggest determining outcomes of this game. I, I think that's a real positive for the Cardinals' offense to build off of. You know, is, hey, yeah. we're not making a lot of mistakes. Right. Maybe we're not doing so great and we're not... You know, we're not driving the ball down up, the field, but, but yeah. at least we're not. We're taking care of the football, especially with a first-year quarterback. Like watch Daniel Jones. I mean, he's all over the place, and then you know, a lot of these guys. Are watch Baker Mayfield. And yeah, he's a right, 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 exactly. So that's really promising. But I also think a lot of it is because they don't put the ball in harm's way in the passing game enough. I mean, not because ultra conservative. Yeah, it's just all. Th- you'll see. I mean. Do you think the Steelers were conservative with Rudolph? I mean, it's worse. I mean, it's throwing to the flats. It's Everything's within five yards. So you better complete those. And you know what I mean? So I think he 
handles the football really well and is a very accurate deep passer. It's just not there yet for the team. But you're right. They're not turning the ball over. That can't be denied. So uh, the Steelers have to get a lot of body. I doubt they'll be jumping routes and things yeah. like the, you know like they have in the past. But if they get an extra tackler to the ball, you know, as they often do because they're so fast, or Cam bats a pass up in the air, you know, things like that. You know, he's half a foot taller than, right. than Kyler Murray, right. right? You know, how then? It, is it a field position game? If, if that's going to be the Cardinals' game plan, right, don't turn the ball over. Don't yeah. let the Steelers' defense put their offense in good situations. Mm-hmm. And we also mentioned, like, if you're Kingsbury, where are you attacking on the D? Right. You know, right. So is it just is it a field position battle game plan from the Cardinals? I don't Try know. and I mean, win a really low-scoring game? I mean, for a Friday, I usually have a better feel for the opponent. You know, like, this is what I would try to do. Right. And I think Kyler brings some wild card to him that – Hey, if if you I don't care what your your scheme is or whatever, but if you can extend a play for four or five seconds, Christian Kirk can get behind anybody, or you know Larry gets twenty five yards downfield or whatever. You know Drake's fast, so maybe there's some improv there that could hurt the Steelers. Um, I I don't know. I mean, because I keep coming back to, boy, their skill is okay, but their big people are bad. I mean, their front five is Bengals, Dolphins bad. Yeah. And we saw what the Steelers do to those guys. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's harder to get Kyler on the ground than Andy Dalton or Fitzpatrick or whatever. Ryan Finley. How are they going to block Watt? (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just the game comes down to blocking and tackling sometimes. They don't block. So if the game plan for the Cardinals is, like you were talking about, a lot of quick hits, mm-hmm. a lot of quick stuff in the flat, ball out of Kyler's hand, rap, run at a rapid pace, right. yeah. how do the Steelers' defense go about? If they're not going to be dry, trying to drive the ball downfield and, mm-hmm. and Kyler's not going to be standing there in the pocket you know, on five-step drops, how do the Steelers go about trying to still manufacture those turnovers? It's a good question. Because, um, again, you said some good things there in that part of it is – we want a quick hitter, run after the catch, hurry up the line of scrimmage, snap it again, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, tire you out, run a ton of snaps. Because one of the things about throwing deep is, okay, it's incomplete, the ball bounces around a while, the the wide receiver jogs back to the huddle, the ref has to go get the ball, right. We're not, it's right. out of our hands, we can't <laughs> run as fast as we want. And the cards aren't like that, but they want to be. Again, that's part of the design. The Chip Kelly Oregon style. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we, we have two plays called. Let's go. You know, yeah. that, that's what they, that's what they're On your striving horse, to move. be. Right, yeah. yeah. We're going to wear you out, and we got four wide receivers that can run all day. Right, and, you're, and we want to run 75 plays against your defense. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's also noteworthy that Steeler games, not just a Steeler offense, but it has a lot to do with it, is one of the lowest snap counts per game team in the league. Hmm. So that's kind of a, you know, uh, strength versus strength thing too. Like one team plays slow on purpose. The other team's trying to play fast, good or bad. But I don't know. I mean, in terms of generating big plays on defense, pass rush aside, which the pass rush is going to be there, um, I don't have a great answer for you. They may not have three picks or a pick right. six. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. Particularly like you were saying when, it, yes, we saw against the Bengals and against the Dolphins what the Steelers, what Bud and TJ, particularly, and Cam Hayward were able to do just getting after the quarterback. Right. But what and if, that could go a long way. I mean, he could yeah. fumble in the pocket and right. TJ picks it up. You know, right. right. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I did want to get your opinion on this. You brought this to me, though. 
The mm-hmm. whole uh, Motsonize one guy you would take from the other team. You yeah. like this idea. You threw it out there the other night. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of fun. It's Let's very, go back at some other teams. It's or, very right. Madden-esque in, yeah. that, in that regard. Um, but is, is, is it as simpler, as simple, pardon me, as just, yeah, give me Kyler Murray because worst case, he sits behind Ben for a year or two, but then you've got the quarterback situation. See, I, I don't know how nerdy you and Motes get with this, but I'm going to get nerdy with it. Let's like, go. I think this is a hard team. You know, there's yeah. some other, and the Bengals weren't any. Weren't because Chandler Jones would be a great pick, but you got TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. Right. Like, I'm sitting here going, well, okay, you give me Chandler Jones. I got to pay him this big contract. I let Bud go. I get a third round comp pick for him. Hmm. Jones is better than Bud, but he's about the same price, maybe a little more, hmm. a little older. But is that enough to make me drastically better? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm such a nerd. I'm like, what if I take Buda Baker, who's still on his rookie contract? And is that he was one- Moats' answer. Was it? Yep. He's not a great player, but I have him under cheap money. I can throw him all over the secondary. He plays hard. But the answer to me is Kyler. And yeah. Steeler fans won't like this, but if you gave me Kyler Murray, if someone... Well, he'd start it, for the Steelers this Sunday. If you get start this Sunday, Kyler Murray, and I'd trade Ben, and I'd have eighteen million in cap space to go do something else with it. Ooh, and you'd have a quarterback on his uh, number one. I know quarterback you're not supposed to say that deal. on SNR or whatever, but he's the first overall pick. He's an NFL direct starter. all angry tweets to at right, Williams right, NFL. Right. right. <laughs> No, I get what you're saying, though. Right, and then I have a cost-controlled quarterback. From, from a business for, perspective, that makes a ton of it's sense. It's like trading for Minka. You get it, right, yeah, right. You get an asset back, <laughs> right, right. and you free up free up money. That money goes to Bud and Hargrave and another receiver, and you know what I mean? So that would be my pick. You wanted to look back a little bit, too. I thought this. about the Bengals because they were recent. Yeah. You know? And the Browns are an interesting it's, one, too. For the Bengals was pretty easy for me, but you could tell me if I'm crazy. Joe Mixon. Except he's got a history. And running backs don't last long. Like, I think that's a good answer. Boy, would you love him on Sunday. And to Mixon's credit, he had no incidents at Oklahoma, no incidents in Cincinnati. He was like 17 when he did what he did. Yeah, he was, wasn't he on a recruiting trip at Oklahoma when he was still a senior in high school? He was in high school. Yeah. So to his credit, everyone deserves forgiveness, in my opinion. So, but he's, the thing that I don't like about Mixon in that conversation is he's a running back. And, you might get two years out of him. Yeah, but he would be very, very useful on this oh. team. Um, the the real answer, and this is cheating, and I'm not going to go this way, but I'll take their 2020 first-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's cheating. That's cheating. That's cheating. Um, but, you know, actually what I would take is I would take their 2019 first-round pick, Jonah Williams. Uh, the left tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And he would be either a guard or a tackle or something and young. Get five years of him somewhere. Maybe he fills in for Ramon Rookie for now. Still Rookie deal, still cost control. Yeah, very safe guy. He was. He's never going to be Jonathan Ogden, but he's a solid player. Steelers lines fine, but if you can add a first round pick, you know, always he's your good. next to Castro. Always you know, good, I mean, yeah. right, right. That would be my guy for that. All right, let's do the rest of the division now too. That you got me thinking about right. this. Uh, Browns, Miles Garrett, easy. <laughs> Except he smashes know. people on the head with he helmets. He smashes people on the head with helmets, and the Steelers don't have any problems getting after the quarterback. Right, but I think it's still the answer. Quarterbacks might be. You might have to take quarterbacks off the table. You yeah. almost have two questions. Yeah. Well, I could never if Baker Mayfield was a Steeler. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd be good enough for me to be his choice over Garrett. Even if he was, I couldn't root for that guy. (laughs) Three straight years, Matt. He ripped my heart out and stomped on it as, you know, he was putting up 60 points against my Mountaineers. Danzel Ward across my mind. Just as Oh, yeah. He's He's going to be a really good player. A little bit of a sophomore slump this year. Right, but but I bet he'd be better here, you know. Um, What about? I think I'd take Garrett. Yeah? What about Njoku? Not bad. 
they have a tight end need more than people I think realize. Yeah, he's. I'm just not sure he's good enough. You know, like not OJ Howard. Um, he's not Kittle. Yeah, I mean, like Zach Ertz. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the joke is a really good player. I just don't know that if I get – I know Garrett's a stud. Yes. I'm not sure what right. the joke is. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, you better be awfully good for me not to take Miles Garrett, right. who right. might be the best defensive player in the league next year. You know what I mean? And then how about those Baltimore Ravens? Of course you say Lamar, but I think you got to take him out of the equation, yeah. right? And, oh, by the way, if you add Lamar, you need to facelift your whole team. You know, you just have to 100 change 100%. everything. Right. I mean, as the, to the Ravens' credit, that's exactly what they did. I'm going to go – I'll give you a second to think. Uh, Okay. I'm going with Humphrey. He's really good. Really good. Still on his rookie – it's only his second year in the league, right? Yeah. Still on his rookie deal. Um, Yes, you feel good about what you have at the corner position right now, but Joe Hayden's starting to get a little long in the two. You can always have another. Yeah. I mean, he's a great man coverage corner. He's their best defensive player. That's my pick for the Ravens. I think that's the easy one. I thought about Ronnie Stanley, who's Hmm. become a very good left tackle. And that's not necessarily a knock on Big Al, but – Third-year left tackle that's a pro bowler already is a great, great asset. You think about Hollywood Brown at all? Yeah. I couldn't pull the trigger on him, but, boy, this offense could use a 4-2 guy. You know, just a pure burner. He gets hurt a lot. I mean, he can't be your pick. And his last name's Brown. I mean. (laughs) He's A.B.'s cousin. You know, right. (laughs) But, boy, they could use his style of receiver. Although I'm coming around on the young group overall. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah. On Twitter, at Williamson NFL <laughs> at Wesley Euler. Let's get to some of these tweets here, Matt. Right. Uh, Christopher tweets, I'm worried. Here's why. I'm worried that Duck is feeling himself a little too much, and he might try and do too much this Sunday uh, and make that terrible secondary look like a Super Bowl caliber one. Uh, what can the Steelers coaching staff do uh, to make sure that he's still, in quotations, not killing us, but able to make plays at the same time? That's a legit worry, and I hadn't heard this until last night when I did that show with Pursuta. I guess those guys interviewed him at his locker after practice yesterday or whatever, and he said something like, yeah, I'm a gunslinger, I'll let it fly, you know, and I went, oh, I don't want to hear that. Like, he grew up, I'm sure, idolizing Brett Favre in the Deep South, and at Sanford you could be Brett Favre because you're the best player on the field. Dude, you ain't Brett Favre. You know, I don't need you slinging. Steve McNair in the FCS. Keep yeah. the guns in the holsters, brother. Yeah. You know, like, you start slinging, it's going to be. six shooters away <laughs> right, there, right. cowboy. That's, gonna, that's not what I want. I mean, there's a fine line between confidence and. And taking a couple risks. And you, and you have to do some of that. And we saw that pay off. They wouldn't have beat the Browns without it. Um, but I don't want you out there thinking, like, oh, I got this. This NFL yeah. thing's easy. I can just drive the ball wherever I want because that won't go well. Joseph tweets, if the Ravens lock up the one seed, do you think they will play to eliminate the Steelers, or do they rest their guys? i got to think Lamar wouldn't play. The Just, only thing is if they have the first round bye, then you get into that whole the two weeks, right, three weeks right, right, off right, right. conversation. I don't know what Harbaugh's theory is on that. Maybe Everyone Lamar has a different... plays two series. Right. But just his style of play yeah. is hits. Yeah. You know? And how many hits does he have in his body? It would be interesting I, if that's the case. Maybe plays a quarter, maybe plays two series. You know, I my vote if I was Harbaugh and I knew I had the one seed, maybe you play a series or two. Yeah. And even like that's the Humphreys what, that's what of the I would world do too. would be like that too. Like five Earl Thomas, Humphreys, five dudes would not play much. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on that. And it's funny that Joseph asked this because you know there's a little history with this, Matt. Hmm. In two thousand three. 
okay. and Brian Bellick. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about here or no? I'm really bad at remembering exactly what happened what year and okay. all those things. But once you start refreshing me, I will. So in 2003, the 6-9 Steelers went to Baltimore Week 17 to close out the year. Okay. Baltimore had already clinched the division. They were already set into their playoff spot, down the line, et cetera, oh, well, et cetera. Right, right. Steelers' season was over. They had no chance of making a wild card or anything. They are 6-9 six and, six and nine yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Billick decides, I don't care. These are the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you're talking We're going to beat right. these guys. Game goes into overtime. Baltimore ends up winning in overtime with their first team against the Steelers. Going so, full out. Going full out. Yeah, yeah. When, when the game... Meant nothing for Baltimore. Right. Couldn't improve their playoff spot. Couldn't hurt themselves. They were they were locked in. They just wanted to beat up. They on the just Steelers. wanted to. Brian Billick just wanted to beat the Steelers. Right. If there was any other team in the league, they probably would have played it differently. Right. Exactly. Right, if right, it was right. the Browns or the Bengals sure. or the Dolphins right, or right, the right, Arizona right. Cardinals, they would have played it differently. Steelers end up losing that game in overtime. So instead of being seven and nine, they're six and ten. Right, that allowed them right. to go from drafting 15, 16, 17 range to number eleven where they were able to take seven. one Benjamin Roethlisberger. I, I hear you. So thank you, Brian Billick. We appreciate it. <laughs> right. That all worked out pretty well. Yeah, okay. And So there's um, a little bit of a history there with the Ravens and some decision-making week 17. I'm more for resting if you can. Yeah. I mean, this game's hard on people. I it mean, is. You know what I mean? I get the whole, man, you don't want your – you sit for three weeks in the NFL. I mean, it's there's going to be some cobwebs there. Yeah, right. But like we said, maybe one or two series. Play a little. Play a little. One trend I've really noticed over the last couple of years, though, is teams coming off buys aren't as good as they used to be. You know, hmm. like, there's been a lot of them that lose coming off buys, even though they're favorites in Vegas, come out, quote, flat. You know the you ha- they the rules are you can't be in the facility for four days. Right. you have to go right. away. You know, like so maybe that's not a great rule to keep everybody on the best of their you know the best of their football abilities. Certainly, uh, it, it's a good on. thing to debate. It's a good right, thing to right, discuss. Right. It used to be like oh they're coming off a bye, they're in good shape. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a good thing anymore. Yeah, we'll see how that all plays out here. The last few uh, last few weeks of the season, we'll get to some more of your questions in the second hour of the show at Williamson NFL at Wesley Euler. On Twitter. When we come back here, though, it's time for a little Five Star Friday, as we always do at 1 o'clock on Fridays. Obviously, Five Star Friday. Uh, What are the five biggest matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers Cardinals? Well, even though he's not here with us today, he'll tell you when we come back. Mm -hmm. Arthur Motes, it's Five Star Friday, Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we feeling? Well, that's good. <laughs> Wesley Euler, Matt Williamson with you here in for Arthur Motes on a Friday, the day before, the day before. Motes always calls this the penultimate to the penultimate. I see. You know, we go, we're goofy up in here, man. Yeah, we got a yeah, lot yeah. of goofy stuff going on. It's like draft day Eve Eve. That's right. <laughs> it's like draft day Eve Eve. There you go. I like that. Uh, one of the things that we always do. On uh, on Fridays, man, a little thing called Five Star Friday, yeah, where cool. the, the keen football eye of Arthur Motes, he picks the five biggest matchups. It could be, you know, I got a feeling Chandler Jones and a particular Steelers mm-hmm. offensive lineman will be in here. Sure. Um, sometimes it's coaching matchups and, okay. and things okay. of that nature. You Probably know, a lot like of a wide receiver corner matchups. Right. Sure. A couple weeks ago, you know, like Sean McVay versus Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin was one of gotcha. them when the Rams. Sometimes it's special teams related things. Makes you know? sense. Okay. Um, 
I think when the Ravens came here, it was like Justin Tucker versus field position or something like that. Yeah, was one of the, you know, so yeah, yeah. a lot of cool stuff here that Moats does. Uh, on Wednesday, he made sure, he told me, he was like, I still want to do the five-star matchup. So I said, that's great. Perfect. So I figured we got, a, it's about seven minutes here, Moats and I doing the five-star matchups. Then you and I can... Uh, can dissect and chop it up and say, you know, say yay or nay, or that was good or that was not so good, or we agree or we disagree. I like it. Let's do it. So here we go. Without further ado, it's time for Five Star Friday Cardinals Week. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five Star Friday, matchup number one. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, you know I had to give it to you the right way. And I'm talking the linebacker way. I'm talking Devin Bush, Mark Barron, and Vince Williams versus Kenyon Drake and David Johnson. Now, we talk about their athletes. I mean, we know David Johnson has had success in this league. We know Kenyon Drake has looked revived ever since he's joined the Cardinals. But... These LBs match up great with them. They can play in space with these guys. And if they want to do it the physical way, you know Vince, that's what he specializes in. So, that's my first five-star matchup. Woo! Mm-hmm. Coming in heavy with the defense, of course. You already know. Five-star Friday, matchup number two. Now, my second matchup, it goes to show you my expectations for a new player. I'm talking James Washington versus Patrick Peterson. That's who he's going to see. Let's be real about it. And the thing that I do like about this matchup is this. James has size. James has been excelling in combat catches. And he's going to get some opportunities versus Patrick. Now, Patrick, I I can tell you without a doubt, he's not going to be easy to go against. Former teammate of mine, I believe he would definitely be a Hall of Fame type caliber uh, Hall of Fame player. But with that being the case, man, James has to win some of these. Yes. One or two of those big catches that he can do that we've seen him do over the past couple of weeks, that's all we need from him. And I think he can do that just enough. You're not going to dominate it, and I don't expect you to. But one to two of those big-time catches that you're capable of doing that we've seen from you on multiple occasions versus Patrick Peterson would definitely be huge. I like it. I like it. Five-star Friday, matchup number three. Now, the third five-star matchup. I got to talk Coach T and Keith Butler, that defense, baby, versus Mr. Cliff Kingsbury. We're talking millennial ball. You know that millennial ball that spread that way? They're going right? Is it going left? Are they throwing it? Are they flipping it? Or is it flea flicker? Well, that sounds hideous. Sounds hideous. Coach T and Keith Butler have done a phenomenal job with this defense this year. Not only have they been creating a ton of turnovers, recovering the turnovers, but also the pressure that they've been able to place on quarterbacks. They've been able to create just a hostile environment in backfields. And I think it's going to be critical that Keith Butler and Coach T win this matchup versus Cliff Kingsbury because we know the mind from an offensive standpoint that he comes in the game with. Yeah, it's it's something you and I talked about on Wednesday on the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of that new wave of spread offense, for a lack of a better term, that the Cardinals getting their athletes in space and how the Steelers have a defense that is is built to attack this millennial-type offense. Absolutely, man. And I think Coach T and Keith Butler definitely are going to have something in store for him. Something good. Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. Now, you know, like I said, I'm a defensive guy, so I got to go back to the defense, baby. 
And I'm talking Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. I'm talking Cam Hayward. I'm talking Javon Hargrave versus that Cardinals offensive line that is weak. Soft. It's bad. And I do this, I say this with respect because my dog Marcus Gilbert is not playing. He's a, he's on IR toward the ACL. That's Get why right. they're bad. That, that's why they're bad. They, they, they had signed Gilbert, him. Top five unit in the league. But they signed Gilbert to help shore up their edges. Sure. DJ Humphreys is out there, but he struggles as well. This is a matchup that the Steelers' pass rushers should dominate. They should flat out dominate this because the Cardinals struggle with movement. They struggle in the one on ones. And the manpower that the Steelers possess in their front. Their front four to five guys, just pass rushers, it's it's yeah, it's remarkable, man. <laughs> it really is outstanding. And they've all hit their stride. They're they're playing at such a high level right now. I don't think there's anything that the Cardinals can do to stop them in that regard. I would agree, and it's it is a shame for Marcus Gilbert. I'm sure he was looking forward to this game oh, at the beginning of the season, uh, but him not being out there should uh, should allow that front for the Steelers to feast even a little bit more. Absolutely. Post Thanksgiving feast. Hey, I like what you did there. <laughs> five Star Friday. Matchup number 5. Now, the fifth and final five star matchup. It's a critical one. It's an important one. You like to save the best for last. You're right, and usually I like to go defense last, but I got to go offense in particular. Big Al, Al Villanueva okay. and Matt Filer. Versus Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs. Chandler Jones leads the leagues in sacks. I mean, over the past six years, he's got the most sacks in the NFL. Yeah. He's that type of baller. Right. We know T Sizzle, 100 plus career sacks. That's a very fine Future Hall of Famer. He's sitting at five and a half. Chandler's sitting at 13. Y'all got two animals y'all got to handle. So, Big Al, I know you've been up and down a little bit this season. Need you to step up in a big way. Matt Fowler, I know you've had your bumps and bruises throughout the season. Need you to step up in a big way. Contract here for you. Go get paid. Why not do it versus a guy like Chandler Jones versus a guy like Terrell Suggs? It's going to be key, but y'all have to get that done. If y'all do that, there's nothing they can do to stop this offense. A nice, I mean, you got offensive, uh, offensive stuff, defensive stuff, coaching matchups. You know a, how we do. A great gamut, as always, on Five Star Friday from the Professor Arthur Motes. One more time, Motesy, the five biggest matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Cardinals Sunday in Arizona. Absolutely. We got Devin Bush, Mark Barron, Vince Williams versus Kenyon Drake and David Johnson. LB's got to minimize their running backs. The next matchup, we're talking James Washington. I need you, baby. One to two of those big catches versus Patrick Peterson. I know he's a boy dog, but you got to have the juice. The third one, Coach T, Keith Butler versus Cliff Kingsbury in that millennial-style offense, baby. Make it look weak. Fourth matchup, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, Cam, J. Wobble versus that Cardinals offensive line that has been terrible. All season. Terrible. Got to take full advantage of it. And then the last matchup, man, we talking big Al Villanueva and Matt Filer versus Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs. They in full fight, but y'all guys got to get it done, baby. I believe in you. Here we go, Steelers. There it is, as always, on a Friday, five-star Friday, the five biggest matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Cardinals. But we already know, right, when the Steelers are in it, it's always a five-star matchup. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup! Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we in it! 
There you go, your five star Friday. I liked it, man. That's <laughs> pretty good, huh? Some energy. You know, oh, there's never any energy when Moats and I get together. <laughs> right, right, I don't think that's a problem. Um, so the five matchups: Steelers inside linebackers against the running backs, Drake and Johnson. Okay. James Washington yeah. versus Patrick Peterson. Good one. Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler against Cliff Kingsbury in this quirky offense. Yeah, we kind of talked about that, but it's it's unfamiliar yes. you know, at a minimum. Yes. Steelers pass rushers against the Cardinals' porous Swiss cheese offensive line. I kind of favor one side on that one yeah. a little more than the other. And uh, the Steelers tackles Matt Filer and Alejandro Villanueva against Taylor Jones and Suggs. Can we talk about that one? Yeah, I think that's the big one, for the, at yeah. least from the Steelers' offensive side of sure. the football. I mean, I think they're a good set of tackles, not a great set of tackles, and uh, Al's maybe taking a step back this year. I also think the Steelers' lack of help from the running backs and protection has been a huge problem this year. Yeah, And the Filer sack that he led up um, against the Browns, I think Doc just kind of ran right into it, too. He did. You, you he know, did. like, I mean, made yeah. Filer look Especially bad. Especially if but, you go back and watch it again. Like, right. It, yeah. I mean, like, if an edge rusher comes off and you can just push him upfield like has happened to Bud early in his career— Tackles are usually happy with that, unless the quarterback unless runs the right quarterback into that. Unless the quarterback rolls right into <laughs> And you can't see the quarterback, by the way. So I, I think you mean these guys don't have eyes in the back of their helmet? <laughs> Suggs is still a good player, um, but all his production came early in the year. It did. And he's not young. Is he going to have a little something extra for his former rivals? Maybe. Probably. But, or does he have, you know... And see, making golf reservations right. and saying I'm going to retire back home. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what his mindset his measurements is. for his gold jackets in, <laughs> right, a, few, in right. a few years. You know, and their defense looks like it's more the latter if you watch the last year's tape. But I bet he's a handful, and he's very good in the run game too. He's very solid, technically sound, hard to get the edge on him. But Filer's a powerful dude. Yeah, I mean, so that'll be a fun one. Jones. Absolutely is one is if, if there's one one on one matchup that the Cardinals clearly have the advantage. That's it. Yeah, I mean he's a great leads player. the NFL in sacks. Yeah, he's a great player. Really long, six five, long arms, huge hands, keeps people off his body. Some of those really long pass rushers, people don't realize they eat up a lot of space with their stride length too. You know, they get there in four steps instead of thirty-five or right. whatever. You it's, know? it's like watching LeBron James take yeah, off right. towards the hoop or like, the Greek Freak. You right, they get him, there in two. Yeah, which, they, by the way, I saw that it, with my own two eyes one time. Really? When Morgan and I were still living in Philly. We went. It was the year after the Cavs won the championship when Kyrie had that game seven, okay. the shot, and they beat the Warriors in that epic game seven. We went the next year to watch the Sixers play the Cavs. And I kid you not, I saw LeBron James go from the three-point line to dunking in two steps. Yeah, right, right. It was right. the most incredible thing. I've ever, like, it was insane. It's funny. I watch very little NBA, but my buddies are like, you got to watch the Greek Freak. Yeah. Because, like, baseline to baseline, it's like – Four steps. It's, you know, like, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it, the explosion is just off right. the charts. Right. Like, wow, that is so rare. Um, but Chandler Jones is in that mold as defensive ends go. You know what I mean? Like, he's technically sound. He's a handful. But I would think that's probably Al's strength, too. I mean, he's 6'12", or <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? He's a giant, too. So length is something he probably deals with more than the James Harrison types, you know, that get under you. But Jones definitely has an advantage. Um, I'm sure you've talked about, and we've talked about a lot, the Steelers have a massive tight end advantage. The, the Cardinals allow tons of production. You could have had George Kittle mm -hmm. or the tight end that has gone against the Cardinals this year in fantasy, and, that, and you'd be better off just starting the, the tight end who's absolutely. gone against 13 touchdowns they'd be yeah. to, in 12 a, games. Immense production. And actually, running backs are catching a lot of passes against them too. The middle of the field's really been exposed. Yeah. 
But I wonder, you know, is are they going to keep McDonald in to help with Chandler a little bit more, or is they going to see Banner on that Bigger side? Bigger yeah, seventy-two you know? reporting eligible. So it'll be interesting how they handle Jones. He, he's a handful. It's why. Uh, this I've actually been meaning to ask you this. I had this in my notes. I, I had this in my first segment notes and forgot to ask you. And you just said it there. It reminded me. The middle of the field has been a weakness for them. It has. But it also, when I watched them play the Rams, I felt like Jordan Hicks was doing a pretty good job. And we know that it, you look at Chandler Jones and Suggs and Hicks, like they've got a pretty good core of linebackers. What's been the disconnect there? Yeah, that's a good, good point, too. Is Well, I think their defensive tackles are weak. Hicks is a good player. The Reddick... It's just been a bust. I mean, first yeah. round pick. He really he's the Temple guy, right? Yeah, the Temple guy. He's really dropped his snaps. Um, their strong safety position is really poor. Um, they've had two dudes, two young guys named Thompson that have been revolving. I've been calling them the Thompson twins. The Thompson twins, <laughs> right? And they're about as talented as the Thompson twins. Um, Buda Baker is a really good player, but the middle of the field has been really pl- problematic for him. And, and it really shows, sometimes the stats don't reflect these things, but you, you mentioned the tight end stats. But this team is really bad on third downs. But I promise you, it's almost always third and short. I mean, it's just hmm. dump it to a running back, get six, dump it to a tight end, get four, third and one, convert. You know, like they're always in third and short. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So People nickel and dime them to death. So possession down success is going to be important for the Steelers offense. Yeah, and... They don't allow a lot of big plays. I mean, to their right. credit, I mean, you're going to have to paper. Cut. Yeah, they, but they, uh, you can nickel and dime the middle of the field, and you would think that would lead to, you know, that that would favor the Steelers a little bit and a conservative, hopefully, quarterback. I think so. I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. We will see. Final final segment see. today. I'll get. I don't know. I didn't ask you about this. Do you mm. want to give your score prediction a prediction? You want to save it for you and Dale? Yeah, I, mean, I, I pro- gotta save it for okay. my guy. Okay. I don't want you on Dale. I'll give one. Okay. How about? I also it? don't have one yet. So. Okay. <laughs> I have an idea, but we'll get some. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some questions related to the outcome okay. without giving your specific score prediction. How about that? <laughs> uh, but when we come back here, one of the things that I really like doing with Matt is going around the league. It's something Moats and I do yeah. at this time every Friday. Well, Looking some good games. Yeah, talking right. about the Thursday night matchup last night, cool. and then just a, a juicy slate of games this weekend. We'll get into Garrett that. Garrett was allowed to get on the plane. <laughs> We'll get into that when we return, and we'll take your questions. Still rolling in on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL, at Wesley Euler. Inside the Electric Factory, he's Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You are listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Time to look around the league as we do at this time on Fridays. But before we look at a... An enticing matchup, uh, a slay, I should yeah, say. Right. There's some good, there's some, some heavyweight fights, some yeah. juicy ones this weekend, Matt. Um, last night, 
Wow. Wow. I mean, the Bears looking like a, a completely different team. They've turned the corner a little bit. I think they like have. Too little, too late. Too, I was going to say, right. because you got to think it's one of the wild cards is going to come from Niners or Seahawks, and the other wild card is going to come from Packers or Vikings. Yeah, I think one north, one in the west is yeah. most likely. And even the Rams are ahead of them if somebody's on the outside. Right, in, you right. Know, they got a, a, quite the climb. But I've I've killed Trubisky over the years, and I'm not a believer. But you got to see, you know, you got to evaluate what you see. He's playing much better over the last month or so, much more confident, using his legs more. So at least you have the conversation now of should we stick with Mitch, you know, right. going forward, and maybe bring in a veteran, but you know, not go crazy and you know, reshuffle the deck. No, no first round pick, and they're trending the right direction, but. Dallas is not. I was going to say, what do you think they're talking about today on Cowboys Nation Radio? <laughs> I think Dallas might have the best roster in the league. I honestly, I I, I said it's this yesterday. Loaded. I said this to my wife yesterday. I've never seen a better 6-6 six and six team on paper. Yeah, right. I Dak's mean, having a great year, too. Right. check. Run game, exactly. check. Offensive line, check. Weapons on offense, check. Sure. Defense, pass rushers, check. Two of the best. I know right. Leighton Van Der Esch is out, but still two of the best linebackers yeah, in the league. Still play, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really reflects poorly on Garrett. Too. I, I don't know where else you could point the finger at right. this point. And, and what needs to be said, too, is the Joneses have assembled a really good roster. Like, that defense is yes. almost all homegrown drafted yes. dudes. You know? And like, a lot of them not necessarily first-round high pick. Like no, they right, right, right. a lot of really good players in the second and third and fourth rounds. Yeah, and they're keeping their own and aggressively going getting Cooper and guys like that. I mean, that he's going to get fired. Uh, and and I'm not always Unless in Unless they favor. find a way to make it to the NFC Championship game. Right, right? and they like, can still win their division, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. You know, they're very lucky there in the East. And they could get hot and run through the NFC. They're that talented. But, man, they get outcoached a lot. You know. Who wins the NFC East? Them or the, the Eagles? Man, that's like bad on bad. I know. And I was big fans of both going into the season. I think the Eagles are playing better. But they just lost to the Dolphins. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and that was a game they looked out of shape. Like they were dragging late in the game. Yeah, and there's uh, been I mean, talking about what it'd be like to be on Cowboys radio station today, there hasn't been many kind feelings in the Philadelphia. No, media. they're <laughs> such a tender, nice, gentle group of fans, too. <laughs> they handle all their teams with kid gloves around You're right. there. Yeah, I just I was surprised. That that was as high scoring of an affair as it as a, of an affair as it was yeah. last night too. I thought it would have been more low scoring. I picked the Bears to win, but I didn't think it'd be that many points either. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. On to this weekend, and man, a good slate of games here. Let's start in the division, and we'll start with maybe the least intriguing game of the weekend: Bengals at Browns. I think Cincinnati might win. I do too. I mean, I know that. I mean, if you're gonna give me like eight and a half, I'm like, I kind of like that. Mm. I mean, you might be foreshadowing a little bit with some of my picks here, really? Mr. Williamson. I mean, like the what the Bengals do best is rush the passer. Well, that Browns O line's bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bengals are actually have a little bit of momentum. Dalton's back. Uh, the Browns front isn't very good. No, I don't think they can exploit that O line very well. They. Kind of, you talked about how the Bengals have a little momentum. I think the Browns are the opposite. I think that's that. what that's my biggest point. Everything is. they've gone through off the field and with kitchens and all the like Miles Garrett yeah. stuff, and then they lose. You lose to the steel, the cover band Steelers. Is that was my favorite way to put it? <laughs> Bill Crawford from the DVE Morning Show. He said, "Cleveland, you lost to a Steelers cover band. You didn't, lo <laughs> you didn't lose the Steelers. You lost to their cover yeah, band. Yeah, all right. right. <laughs> you lost to Zoso, not Led that's Zeppelin. Right. right. That's right. <laughs> you lost to Dark Star Orchestra, not the Grateful Dead." <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah, I just wonder where they are in the locker room, turmoil-wise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could things could skyrocket. It could really get bad for the Browns. 
Ravens at Buffalo. So I think it's a really dangerous game for the Ravens, too. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. That's a big number. There's a there's one thing that I, I – the biggest key to me is the Buffalo defense is very good. It's fast. They get a lot of people to the ball. You would think that matches up really well with Lamar and all that. They are the 32nd team in the league of putting an extra person in the box. Wow. They just – they want two high safeties. They're very analytics-driven. Stopping the pass is key. Hmm. Will they change? Because if you keep a light box, Ingram's going to mash you, and not let alone Lamar. Right. So They're going to run just, for 250 right, yards. Right, right. And they'll have like 45 minutes of possession time, you know? <laughs> so I'm just curious what the Bills do there. I mean, they kind of show that they don't change for anybody. But right. if you're going to change for somebody, it has to be these guys. It has to be that offense, right? So it's something to really watch. You I think mean, the Ravens grind out a close one? I also think that the Ravens' defense is a really bad matchup for those guys. Allen's playing well. He is. But, but they're going to throw a lot at him, and they're going to blitz a lot, and their receivers won't get away from Humphrey and Peters and those guys either, I don't think. So I'll take the birdies. The, and, and, I, and I'll give you the points. The rat bird. So you'll, you think they cover They cover the – I don't feel super confident about yeah. it, but I, 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 that's the side I would take. you touchdown or nine points. Or, yeah. I mean, they're, they're averaging – I, I mean, they're blowing people out of the, out of the water. Crazy. Uh, Packers, Redskins going to Lambeau, 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Packers are favored by 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points. Redskins feeling good about themselves. I'll take the points. I'll take the points. I don't think the Packers are that impressive. I've I've gone back and forth on them all season. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, I was in when they were five, six, and one, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing great, but they were still finding a way mm-hmm. to win games. And Aaron Jones was was going, and yeah. diva, I was in on the Packers. I thought it was going to be one of the most all off season. I said the Packers and the Steelers are the two most improved defenses in the league. Okay, and, and I think you nailed that. Except that they're falling apart now. Yeah. The Packers now you can gash them on the ground. Yeah, like, they got a lot of dudes, but. They haven't played up to it the last month or so on defense. That's one of my worries. And they need somebody besides Devontae Adams catching passes. Yes. Like, they're good. I think they win. But if you're going to give me 13.5, I think Washington grinds it out and keeps running the ball and stays close. Vikings, 13-point favorites over the Lions. A little bit of a get-right game for the Vikings back at home. Yeah, this is another one. If you're going to give me that many points, I'll take it. Um, I don't know what to think of Dalvin Cook and Thielen in terms of injuries. Like, Cook could play... He could do the James Conner, play one series, and then leave. You know, it's a pain tolerance thing. And the other thing is, I mean, I know Detroit's not exciting, but the Vikings' corners are really a problem. And Galladay and Jones, I bet, get loose for a couple plays. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to give me that many points. Right. I don't think. And then, <laughs> I don't think they win, but. Yeah, I always say, too, like, stay away from double-digit point spreads mm-hmm. when we're talking the NFL. I mean, if, if you're if you're picking the team that is giving that is laying right, the points, right? I mean, the Vikes could, could totally control that game, and then Would they get ten- a late touchdown, and yeah, right. Yeah, it happens all the time. This might be the game of the weekend: the Niners at the Saints, one o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, I don't have a good pick on this one. Me either. Um, that Niners pass rush is great. The Saints defense is better than people think. I don't have a great feel. The Niners had to play a couple really tough games in a row, so I think the Saints are probably yeah. fresher and it's in their building. I would pick them to win, but I don't think it's – it's like three and a half or something like that. About two and a half, Saints are favored by yeah. two and a half. I probably would take New Orleans, but if it was three and a half, I'd take 
right. that brand. You know right. what I mean? Like it's right. pretty tight. It's a pretty good line. Neutral field, it would be a pick'em. Yeah. You would go Niners if it was a pick'em. Probably on a neutral field. But it's so far from a neutral field. Yeah. I mean, especially that's down such there, a it's huge a super advantage. Dumb. It's gonna be yeah. so loud. Dolphins at Jets, bad on bad. Ooh. Division matchup. Dolphins are playing hard. They I mean, are, and the Jets, aside from last week, have looked a little bit better. They have. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a strong take on it. Um, I think the Jets are probably the better team, though. I like Darnold a lot. Colts, de- I do too. Yeah, I think Darnold's. I, he, I worry a little Moats bit about cr- his village. Moats but crush, crushes me for that all the time. I still have high hopes for I Darnold. I do too. I like him a lot. Yeah, I said a couple weeks. Their line th- is horrendous. I said, would you rank for me real quick? Darnold, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. Not right at this second how you would you rank him for forward? a future for the next, you know, five, ten years. Dak, because I know Dak's he's still good. Won. And he, I mean, there's maybe only five quarterbacks that have a better year than him. I know he's having a good year this yeah, year. Yeah, and I've liked him since day one. I'd go Dak, Darnold, Allen. Okay. But so I, I will say Allen's having a better year than Darnold. But I yes. like Darnold better than, right. and, and what, I that's still what I'm do. Projecting, right, right. Yeah, I said I would take Darnold over Dak and Moats. Moats about had a conniption on the air. <laughs> Dak's been really good this he year. He has been really good this year. His I just, coaching I, hasn't helped. Him I either. think he's going to lose Amari Cooper this offseason too. Could, could. Which, which, be big. which That'd would be, be big. Right. Uh, Colts desperately needing a win, traveling down to Tampa to take on the Bucks. This one's weird because the Bucks are very difficult to run against, very easy to throw against, but. Brissett has nothing in ways of weapons right now. Ebron's out. Hilton's out. I don't know that he can do that. You know, is that the way? That's not the way they want to play. Right. I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, I think so, too. Bucks, Bucks are dangerous. Bucks are favored by three points. Bruce Arians has yeah, quietly I mean, got that team could moving be that, in the right direction. Could be that game where Winston throws for 425, <laughs> right. four picks, and right. or, you know, four touchdowns and only two picks. Right. You know, right. Yeah, I, I think uh, – the Bucks will be an interesting team in 2020 because I think yeah. Bruce Arians has got them They're moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And Todd Bowles is a really good defense coordinator. For sure. Broncos at Houston. The Texans coming off a uh, a big emotional one over the Patriots. Any letdown? Maybe. I'm not real impressed with Denver, though. I mean, not I think either. there's a misconception that that's a really, really good defense. It's an okay defense. It's, okay it's not defense, great. Yeah. yeah. I think Watson gets plenty. I don't know what the what the spread is on that I was one. just going to say, Texans are favored by nine and a half, so I though. bet it's a big number. I think I'd take the Broncos with the points. I'll take the points. The I think Texans. people probably said, we just saw the Texans kill the Patriots. They'll destroy the Broncos. That's eh, not really how it works. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Results in sports are not transitive. No. It does not work. Just because Team A beats Team B, does, er, Team A beats Team B, Team B beats Team C, doesn't mean Team A is going to be Team C. I don't know if you've ever done power ranks. They're hard to do. But... Oh, Moats and I do them every Wednesday oh, on the you? show. They're okay. very hard to do. I get the Ravens at one, and then I'm like, uh. The top's easy, the bottom's easy. <laughs> yeah, the middle's just right, a mess. Right. And everybody will tell you, well, how can you have this team ahead of this team because they beat them head-to-head? I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way. Right, right, right. How could you have the Patriots so hot? <laughs> Chargers cross country trip to Jacksonville. That's a yucky one too. These teams are in bad places. Gardner Mishu back in the saddle for the Jags. I think a lot of running. You know, Gordon versus Fournette, more or less. I'll take the Chargers. They historically travel well. I, I'm not impressed with your team right now. Not Jags either. D's not good. People no. think it's good. And it's yeah, good. they're still living off no. that reputation right. from the last few years. Titans at Raiders. Can the uh, Raiders help out the Stellars a little bit? I'm a huge Titan believer, but they're a little bit of a roller coaster. And as Steeler fans know, going to Oakland 
is yucky. You know, it's just a nasty stadium. And Particularly when they're home dogs there in, right. in, in Oakland. The x-ray machines don't work yep. and, you know, things like that. Yep. So if the Titans win this one, I'm really on board that they are really taking the next step. And I believe that to be true. I just think the Raiders are exposed as a non-contender, bad defense. Derrick Henry's a full-grown man right now. I mean, just really a good. monster. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. He's kept my fantasy team afloat all I season. Bet. I bet. And then maybe, I don't know, I said Niners Saints. This is another one that will have a lot of eyeballs. Sunday, 425. I'm upset that this is on the same time as the Steelers game. Yeah, that's a good one. Chiefs at Patriots in Foxborough. I've been in the media now 16 years, 15 years, something like that. And I've made this mistake a handful of times. I think the Patriots get blown out. I've made this mistake, too. And in their building. But eventually we're going to be right, Matt. And Monday I'm going to come back and be like, I should have known. <laughs> you know, they won 21-20, and Tyreek Hill got doubled the whole time, and Brady made a play late, and Kansas City screwed something Don't up on it, special Matt. teams. I'm worried or, about right, you. Don't do it. Their, micro, their headsets went out in Foxborough or yeah. so, you know. Yeah. But I know the Chiefs are getting points, and I'm hitting Three. hard. I mean, I think the Chiefs are – a sleeping giant monster. I, do too. I think they're just a much better team than New England right now. And New England's D's great, but those big heavy linebackers have been getting exposed in coverage. Their offense stinks. I mean, it's a bad offense. It's not, it's bad for the Patriots. It's a bad offense. Yeah, yeah. It is. Period. I mean, and Mahomes, everyone kind of forgets that he might be the best player on the planet still. New England? Get this, though. When, I, I, I'm sure. You know the stat when it, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. They play at home with those two against an AFC team. I'm sure it's ridiculous, like every Patriots stat. 42 and 0. <laughs> right. I mean, there's ridiculous, and then there's ridiculous. Right, right. The Patriots, when are when they're at home against an AFC team, and Tom Brady and Julian Edelman are both in the lineup, 42 and nil. There's nothing of our lifetime that matches the Patriots stats. You know, like there's someone, there's one everywhere. The only one that I think is in that ballpark is. Ben's the all-time winning, winning his quarterback in, in Browns. In Cleveland. <laughs> there might be some, like, what the Golden State Warriors did, like, the last sure. five years. There might be some sports. crazy. But that's a five-year sample as opposed to the Patriots are 15 They're years 42 now. 42-0. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they only play once a week. You know? Right. Sunday night, Seattle at Los Angeles against the Rams. Can the Rams stay alive, hypothetically, I in, don't in the think. hunt? I mean, I think the Rams now have life. They're playing their best football of the year. I just think Russell Wilson is the best player on the planet right now, and I trust Wilson and Carroll more than I trust Goff and McVay in a big game. Yeah. And it's not a huge home field advantage, you know. If it's it was, not. I think they'll handle all those things fine. I think so, too. I I don't I, feel strong about that game, though. The Rams are dangerous. Yeah, yeah. and I haven't known. Uh, Motes and I had this conversation on Wednesday when we were doing our power rankings because I had Seattle number two in my power rankings. I think it's justified. I just there's there are so many cons- like Seattle for me has more concerns than the Saints oh, than, the, yeah. than the Niners, but they're nine not and one in one score games. Russell Wilson, they're Pete right. Carroll, Bobby Wagner, they just know how to get out of stadiums. Yes, they absolutely do. I mean, besides Brady and Belichick, of course, which goes back to our last conversation, that coach quarterback combination is the one I trust the most. Yeah, you know, to get a win, you know, no matter what the circumstances is, to leave that stadium with a W. Normally we save this for Mondays, but since I – oh, wait, you and I will be We'll be Monday. doing Punch and we'll Wolf doing Monday. Punch and so Wolf. I guess this show so won't – different program. They'll, they'll probably play us back. 
Okay. You probably know this better than me, but I bet oh, yeah, your show's play. not on Monday, and I think you and I are doing Tunch and Wolf. You and I are doing Tunch and Wolf on Monday, and then I think they'll replay it when Moats and I would normally be on gotcha. on SNR. And then Dale and I will do our But usual. anyways, Giants, e- Giants-Eagles Monday night. Eli, Eli Manning. Right. It'd be cool if it was in New York. You it know, would be kind cool. of be like a sound off. Yeah, I'm sure the fans off. would give him a lot of love if it was in right. New York. Right. Like, it'd be a lot more like, hey, it's not a crucial game. If you stink, so what? Thanks right. for your time. Right. Clap, clap. Nice. I think the Eagles probably blow him out. But I bet Eli... I'm not saying Jones or Eli's better, but I bet Eli comes to the line of scrimmage, knows what he sees, dumps it to Barkley like he did last year, and those skill guys, you get more out of them. He retiring after this year? This is the la- last year so. of Eli Manning? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think that's a yes. Yeah, I think so too. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at Williamson NFL. when we come back here, we will show you the money. We'll get that paper. I've got five games that I'm feeling good about this weekend. Three in the NFL, two in college. I'll run them by Matt Williamson, and we'll get his thoughts on the game, some final thoughts from him, and also I'll sing our Here We Go song. Oh, I this didn't is, know. Yeah, I didn't know another, we were, I'm another, not singing. You're not singing. That's no. okay. You could just be my hype man. Okay. Another, <laughs> another Euler emotes tradition here. Uh, five and one are the Steelers since we started doing this, Matt. Oh, how about them apples? Friday, taking the It must here be the we, reason why. Yeah, it must be us. Mm-hmm. must be my golden pipes. You know, they say I'm like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sing our Arizona Cardinals Here We Go song five and one since we started doing this. A lot of fun to wrap up the show, so come back with us. Matt Williamson in for Arthur Motes. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, Mr. Williamson, it's it's time for your official Steelers Blitz baptism here. Okay. All right. You know, you and I have you done kind these, of coached me up a little. We've done these shows together before and everything. We filled in for Tunch and Wolf together. Uh, I've filled in for Dale on your show, The Drive. Sure. By the way, if for whatever reason, if you've been living under a rock and you're unfamiliar with Matt, you can listen to him with Dale Lolly. Last right time here. we got together, you had a good thing that the, our three shows are distinctly different. It's I, I would, but love it's it really as a fun whenever we. Get together and it have is. a crossover type of deal. Like, once I know in a while, I'm you know? biased, obviously, but I hope our listeners enjoy that you get the Tunch and Wolf, the two old Steelers players, the perspective, sure. the real X's and O's Steelers. They don't paint outside the lines, those two. They're very no, bad. Right. You know what you're going to get. Right, then right, you right. get the Moats and I, and we paint all over the page. We're <laughs> way outside the lines. We sing songs. We do goofy yeah. stuff. We make pick them, you know, uh, sports bets. And then you and Dale, I feel like, do a really good job of around the league coverage, mm-hmm. fantasy football coverage. Dale's there at practice every so day. He's so really has d- the Steelers dialed in with the team, too. Yeah. I, I do. I hope our listeners appreciate it because like it's, it's a good balance. And when we but do it's the fun when we do a crossover. Stuff, it's fun, too. It is. You know, just stopping by or at camp. Right. Stop by and sit down with you and Missy or right. you know, whatever. It's fun. Right. It is. It's always good to, you know, just a refreshing perspective as opposed to talking to the same right, person right, right. you're talking to for 15 hours every single week. <laughs> it's funny because obviously Tunch and Wolf are an old married couple. 
Dale and I are trending that way very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would say you and Moats are probably on your honeymoon still, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we are on our honeymoon, but yeah, we're, still, we're getting there. We're figuring it out. I got to plug in the headphones here, Matt, because I'm going to have to hear the music. Yeah, we don't do this on our show. If you don't, li- if you only listen to this show, don't expect singing from four to six. Um, <laughs> do you expect Dale and I up there hum- humming a few bars? I mean, it would be good. I'll play the ACDC. I said we like our intro oh, music. I'll we play do the like ACDC our intro music, music right. for you. Till the bagpipe. Um, but it's a real simple concept here. The classic "Here We Go Steelers, Here We Go" song. Uh, I kind of ad lib some lyrics to it. Ravens week. Our listeners liked it. We made it an official thing the following week, and ever since then, the Steelers are 5-1, and one, so who am I to deny the people what they deserve? <laughs> it's time for Here We Go, Arizona Cardinals edition. Here we go. It's town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Steeler Nation has the best radio hosts. They listen to the Electric Factory with Euler and Boats. Here we go. All right, here we go, man. I had to let it marinate for a little bit. You got to let the beat get into you. Three verses here. Stiller Nation taking over Arizona From Sedona down to Tacoma Yeah, they call it Pittsburgh West And Sunday afternoon we're aiming for their chest Here we go I think you're starting to pick up the drift here a little bit, Matt You like the Yinzer accent that I tried to lay out there? That's good stuff All right, verse two Tyler Murray, number one pick. But the rest of that offense ain't worth a lick. (laughs) Yeah, I got respect for Larry Fitz, but Hayden's got him covered like some winter mitts. Here we go. (laughs) All right, one more verse, Matt. Got to finish strong. The duck is flying out west again. Stacking wins, a leader of men. Out in the desert going hunting for another one. And the Steelers' defense will prevail once again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Stellars, here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Well, Mr. Williamson, what do you think? Should I quit my day job? Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I know you have a uh, some musical heritage. <laughs> I do. It shines through. <laughs> yeah, that's my one opportunity to let it shine through. There. I'm sure your parents are very proud. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, same type of quality you get when you go to the Pittsburgh Symphony. Well, absolutely. Same, same very similar. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, I mentioned before, I was thinking about stealing your uh, steal one guy from the opponent yeah. tradition. Yeah. You can keep this one. Okay. <laughs> 
That's all right. I'll let you. You can steal one, keep one, steal one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, before we get to our, our pick'em here, before we show you the money, Gregory asks on Twitter, uh, well, just being efficient on offense be enough to get the job done against the Cardinals? I think so. I mean, I think that's where this team is you're playing. We didn't talk enough about how bad the defense has been lately. Their effort hasn't been great. Tackling's poor. I would think that if you consistently churn out some first downs, punt, don't turn the ball over, you know, don't, the classic don't kill you move, and a couple of your stars on or young talented dudes on offense play pretty well. Snell probably ends up with 90 yards and you end up with 20 points and that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so too. All right, before we get out of here as we wrap up the show like we always do, it's time to get that paper. I got five picks for you. I'm not going to put Matt on the spot, all right? If you want to hear his Steelers Cardinals pick, you got to listen to him and Dale four to six on the drive right here on SNR. But it's a real simple concept. Okay. Five games against the spread. I picked two from college. Two You've been from pretty from good, NFL. you said. Huh? 36, 18, and one this season wow, so far. Against the spread. It's not like you're just picking winners. So if you're uh, if you're following me, Matt, I've been showing them the money. I see that. All season. So it's time once again to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money! All right, Mr. Williamson, since I know it's not exactly your department, I'll start okay. with these college football games. Yeah, I, out of my realm. Conference championship weekend in college it's football. It's pretty awesome. It's I'm a definitely going to Good slate in, of games. No uh, there's two that I really like. The first one is Baylor plus 10 against Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma wins that game. Mm-hmm. But by 10 points, I don't know. Baylor had them Baylor on the ropes. Up points, right? They yeah. do. They put up points. They had Oklahoma on the ropes two, three weeks ago till Oklahoma scored 28 straight unanswered points to win that game. But it was. 28 to 3 at one point in that game Baylor was winning. Wow. I, I Do you think they hang around? I think they hang around. Oklahoma wins by 7 by 9 something like that. But give me the Bears plus 10. Okay. Double okay. digits on a neutral field. I like those 10 I'll points. Tune in. And then Pac-12 championship. I really like Utah this year. Do you? I've been telling people that I think they could be the fourth best team in college football wow. for 2 months now. I think people are starting to believe me. Yeah. They're four and a half point favorites against Oregon. I like that number. Utah minus four and a half. They cover. They beat the Ducks by a, by a touchdown or ten points in the Pac-12 championship. Game. Wow. Okay. I mean, Oregon's obviously the bigger program. Yes. You know, right? Yeah. But Utah right now sitting at sixth in the country, I think. So even if, if they went out there and beat Oregon handily, they could always backdoor into the playoffs. Yeah, as a it's four un- seed. unheard of. If Ohio State loses, if somebody loses, right? It could happen. We'll see. We'll see. I'm so those to watch are, Herbert in that one too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are my two college games: Baylor plus ten against Oklahoma and Utah minus four and a half against Oregon. Into the NFL, we talked about this one a little bit, Matt. But thirteen and a half points is a lot of points in the National Football League. It is. The Skins are playing well. The Packers are struggling, particularly on defense. A game's in Lambeau, I get it, but 13 and a half. Yeah, the Packers win, but the Skins cover. Give me the points, 13 and a half, D.C. I like that one. I would certainly lean that. If I'm picking that game, I would definitely take the points. I wonder, you probably know betting better than me, but I wonder if you really pay attention to somewhere does it go to 14 or 14 and a half. I mean, now you'd really be excited. You, well, you you know? could, a lot of books will let you buy you an buy extra a point, half right. point or right, point. Right. Yeah. You think, I should, you think I should buy the point and nah, get the 14? Not necessarily. I think the the skins are getting better. Haskins is coming off his best game. Yeah. Guys looks really good. Yeah. I think they can shorten the game and stay close. West Coast or, or coast to coast trips are always dangerous, but we alluded to this, talked about this one a little bit too. Chargers heading to Jacksonville. I don't love either of these teams. 
But all the Chargers have to do is win by a field goal to cover. They're favored mm-hmm. by two and a half points. Give me the Chargers minus two and a half. They win that one by four, something like that. Again, it's that probably wouldn't be a game that I put money on, but I, if I was picking a side, it would be the Chargers. Jags have no home field advantage. I mean, Chargers won every game on the road last year. I trust their quarterback more, although Rivers isn't playing well. Uh, I think both teams will run effectively. Yeah. I, I like your pick there. All right, and last but not least, Matt, always pick the Steelers game oh. against the spread and score prediction. Okay. So I've got the Steelers 17-13 to 13 against the Cardinals. I'm in that neighborhood. And yeah. so then obviously I would have the Steelers covering their favorite by two and a half points as well. So give me the Steelers minus two and a half, 17 to 13. My I final got no qualms with that. I, I do think the number should probably be higher than, should be over three. Yeah, three and a half, four yeah, maybe. Yeah, right, right, right. But That's about my neighborhood. But we'll see. Steelers, oh, I mean, we had labs on on Wednesday. And he said, man, I mean, it's gump. I mean, the Steelers' offense is like a box of chocolates, and you don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, except sometimes the chocolates have razor blades in them. And, you know, <laughs> not just raisins yeah. and things like no, that. They right. Are. I mean, not just things you're like, yeah, this isn't so good, but it's still a sweet. I mean, some of them will hurt you. It's not all chocolate. That'll do it for today's show, Matt. Thanks for sitting in for Motsi. Appreciate yeah, it. this was a blast. Oh, it's always fun chatting. Yeah, it's and I'll be back uh, in two you. hours. I'll yeah, be back here so if you o'clock. want to get Matt's prediction on Steelers-Cardinals, right? you got to listen. Four to six, the drive with Dale Lawley every single day. Those guys do a great job. Uh, you can also find Matt on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. I'm there, at Wesley Euler. Thanks to Matt for sitting in. Thanks to Motes for recording the Five Star Friday for us. I hope and, he's uh, having fun in zone. I'm yeah, a little seriously, jealous. Yeah, seriously. I'm a, a little good road jealous, trip right too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess me and you will just have to wait for the combine in February. We'll freeze our freeze our tails. <laughs> it's not off quite in the Indy. same, it's not right? Quite the same. It's like the windiest place in the world. It's been so flat. And thanks to All everybody, right. of course, who tweeted uh, the show as well. Matt and I will talk to you 10 a.m. on Monday. Yeah, how about that? On so. SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh, we'll be in the locker room for Tunch and Wolf recapping everything that happened Sunday. So we'll talk to Yins then 10 a.m. on ESPN Pittsburgh, and as always, your 24/7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.